Rachel Needle from Talking With Tech. And I'm Chris Bouguet from Talking With Tech. We have a podcast dedicated to augmentative and alternative communication, all things related to helping kids with complex communication needs. If you have a passion for helping people with language disabilities, this is the show for you. Each episode features an interview or a roundtable discussion on a topic related to augmentative communication and helping people with language disabilities. And we're really passionate about giving practical strategies to clinicians working in the field who are working with children or adults, anything related to AAC. So you can look us up on iTunes or you can find us on Facebook. We've got a group over there or check out our website at bit.ly slash TWT podcast. Please join our community of professionals that are working to ensure that everyone can say whatever they want to say, however they want to say it. The views and opinions expressed during this show do not necessarily reflect like the, the policy or position of any affiliated workplace or employer. The views and opinions of the show do not constitute recommendations for therapy. Please, Please contact, contact a licensed SLP for individual consult on your situation. Please listen carefully. What is communication? An essential behavior of life. We have the both blessing and responsibility of trying to foster another. It's transmitting a thought from one person to another. It's the strongest way for two people to convey information to each other. The back and forth between two people. Communication is a lifeline. It's just connection with other people. Connecting people in terms of ideas or thoughts or needs. Draws us out of ourselves, draws us into that relationship, you know, builds up our families. Without it, we'd be lost. Whatever it is that we do to express intent and achieve an impact. Communication is the ability to express your needs, wants, frustrations, and desires to anyone that you feel needs to have that information. Welcome to Speech Science, episode number 112. We are proud members of the Exceptional Podcast Network. I'm Matt Hot, joined as always by my longest grad school friend, Michelle Wintering. Hi, Matt. My second longest podcast friend, Michael McLeod. What's up, buddy? Yes. Hey, man. I figured you had to be the second longest podcasting friend because Michelle's on here, and I've known her for like two years longer. Look at that. Hey, Just there two we go. years it's an honor. longer? I, I don't know. Five years? I don't even know at this point, Michelle. On today's episode, we are taking a little bit of a change of pace. The hot seat, I think, is still here. Oh, yeah. I think. It's here. Okay, it's still here. Mike's back on it. We're going to be talking freebies. We're going to talk the ASHA elections again, but this time we're going to look at the VP of Finance. And we're also going to be talking about what Betsy Davos has in store for all of us uh, when it comes to special education. But first, as always, we want to hear from you. Head over to our website, speechsciencepodcast.com, and you can email us, speechsciencepodcast at gmail.com. You can text us or give us a phone call, 614-681-1798. Or hit us up on the Twitter, the Instagrams, the TikToks, hashtag SSPod. Michael and Michelle will personally respond back to you with an emoji face based on your comment. You can also find <laughs> us on Discord, discord.speechsciencepodcast.com. Michelle, I sent you, I thought, one of the funniest TikToks I have seen in a long time. I loved that one. Thank you for sharing Mike, it with me. I did not. You I on, didn't get it from you, so... Okay, so in all fairness, grad school friend, (laughs) I am. Well, no, Michelle worked at a school for the the deaf and the blind, right? Yes, I did. So there's this like meme on TikTok where people slam uh, cabinetry based off of the Phil Collins song in the heat of the night. Oh yeah, (laughs) in the air of the night. I've seen that. But it was just this dude. He was like, deaf people can make their own memes too, and he did it, and it was way off. And he signed like easy, like at the end, like made me smile as (laughs) as a. As a person in, in, in the speech and hearing realm. It was so. it was pretty funny. All right. Let's start around the world like we always do. Mike, how's your week been? What have you been up to? Uh, it's been, an, in, I would say, an interesting week. I think a lot of the kids, a lot of the families are starting to feel the grind of Zoom a little bit. I think us as therapists and the families and the kids are starting to get a little Zoomed out. Uh, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know what it is. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but uh, waking up and, you know, sleeping more. And getting up and doing Zoom sessions all day makes me more tired than waking up, driving in my car, doing sessions where I'm running around and energetic. And I like now it's like I, I feel exhausted at the end of the day from all these Zoom sessions. So, you know, it, it, it had it had its novelty at first. It was fun and unique. 
but it's really starting to uh really starting to wear off. The COVID itis is starting to kick in. Uh, more like the boring itis. Yeah, I mean, I saw a thing about it. I mean, we talked to our, I talked to my patients about it, about how we need downtime and we need um, the variety to keep our brain sharp. And if it's you're locked up in a nursing home and unable to go anywhere, or if you're locked behind a screen looking at the same Zoom window with just different participants. Your brain's not getting a lot of action, so I could see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and probably true. I don't know if this is the same for you, but I, when I was talking to, you know, family of ours about working from home, um, one of my family members was talking about doing just meetings back to back for work, and he mm-hmm. he said it can be way more efficient in some ways, but it's also tiring because you don't have the walk down the hallway to meet with somebody or some kind of physical change for your body. Yes. You just switch to the next meeting. Yeah, it's true. That's a really good point. I've been trying to do two to two and a half mile walks during the day after a meeting. Mm-hmm. It takes about 30, 35 minutes, but I'm chopping, chalking that up to, I would have killed this 30 to 35 minutes walking between students yeah. during the daytime. So if I can get a two and a half mile walk in slash jogish thing. At least it gets me out of the house. I've heard different theories going around of and it's similar to the whole brain break idea, right? That you would give for kids to get them up and moving in between activities, but um, of of adults working from home, just saying I'm going to work for, you know, 45 minutes and take five minutes or 10 minutes off, and work for 45 minutes and take take a break to walk around the house or around the block or go get That's another fair. cup of water or coffee or whatever you need. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a drag. It's it's really hard to just maintain that focus. And it's I, mm-hmm. I feel like as therapists, we're harder on ourselves in terms of, oh, was that a quality session? Was that not a quality session? Because it's so different. Um, I think we're definitely judging ourselves more. But, you know, all you really have to do is log into Facebook and see a million speech therapists complaining about teletherapy. So uh, <laughs> we're certainly uh, we're, we're all in this together. We're not talkative was, people at all. Yeah, no, positives no. or negatives. No, there's only one SLP Facebook group, so. Yeah, that's true. The only one that matters. Yeah. Speech science. <laughs> yeah. Speech science podcast group. No, like I've had so many sessions where like now that I'm doing it twice a week or three times a week, I've had a couple times where I thought, oh, I'm going to get an email about how bad that was. And, you know, just from parents, because I'm not used to parents watching a session. I haven't had that since clinic days and i'm getting responses back like i did at the clinic days like oh my gosh i'm so glad i was able to watch this you've given me so many ideas of how to help my student you know in a weird way it's kind of been a positive for me i think that's a great thing because you're you're also getting feedback from them positive or negative hopefully but realizing wait like i can really give these people things to to implement when i'm not there yeah, it's it, it's definitely an experience. We're definitely <laughs> adding a lot of uh, a lot of notches to our belt these days. I'm worried, Mike. Like four weeks ago, five weeks ago, you were like anti teletherapy, and then three weeks ago, you were like carrying the banner for teletherapy. I feel like we've we've peaked that mountain, and we're on our way back down to eh, it's a thing. I'm not going to do it. It's a Tuesday night. <laughs> ask me. Ask me in. Ask me in two more days. Ask me on Friday. Yeah. Michelle, how are you doing this week? I'm doing pretty well. I'm, uh, I've am i been trying to pick up some of the free CEU course uh, opportunities that are out there. I need to open the ASHA one as well and look for some courses because that's available through June or through the end of May. I can't remember. The pass, Don't the know. learning pass. Um, I think June, they said. Yeah, I've heard some people say that they like it better than some of the other options out there um, and others don't. It's going to be split either way, <laughs> but uh, but I'll have to check it out, see what classes are there. And I just did part of a, a free one offered by um, Lively Letters, which is hmm. an, a program used developed by a speech pathologist and used in a lot of schools for literacy and phonological awareness and, and oh, cool. support. So um, trying to knock out some of those while I've got the time. And oh, the other thing that's been fun is, I don't know if you guys have done this, but I've had some friend groups and extended family groups that have had meetups on zoom or Google hangouts or similar. And yeah, these are people I don't get to see a whole lot anyway. 
And I feel like we've been able to catch up a little bit more because people are home and able to get on a Zoom meeting. <laughs> no one is doing anything. They're like, who haven't we talked to in months? Exactly. Michelle, let's call Michelle. But it's been fun to get all the, you know, the nieces and nephews and that's awesome. All causing craziness on screens, dancing and trying to draw attention to themselves. But the usual or having meltdowns, toddler meltdowns, the usual. The use. The uh, ASHA learning pass is good through June 30th, 2020. Yeah, so, so take advantage nice. of it if you need your CEUs and you've got some time. Well, it makes me wonder, like, on on something like this, like the ASHA Learning Pass, is why hasn't it been offered for free the whole time? Like, Yeah, because when did it if, start? It just started this past year, right? Like January? Mm -hmm. Maybe. It's very new. But, you know, I mean, we're in a field where I, I pay for speechpathology.com. It's $100 a month. A year. And, a, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, not a month. $100 a year. Mm -hmm. I can earn unlimited CEUs. I think it's a wonderful opportunity when I'm doing, when I actually am in the normal situation schedule of the school year, I try to do one cr uh, class a, a week just to engage my brain in some way. You know, you've got, you know, we do it over at exceptionaled.com. We've got our courses. There's what speech therapy PD.com. Is that the other one? Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. And I don't know how much that is. Is that one thirty a year? I'm not sure. I've done speechpathology.com. I haven't done the other. Oh, she's going to be so mad at me because we talked at Asha about her cruise. Oh, it's $89 a year. Nice. Oh, they lowered the price. It's $89 a year. Um, but like, you know, I mean, those are people going to go there because they're offering so much more. I feel like the Asha thing, that's something that should maybe be offered for free. Yeah. All the time. Or maybe As like part of for our a membership. small, small extra fee. It yeah, could be I'm not paying extra. It's $180 if you're an ASHA member. What is it if is you're it worth not? 100, uh, $230. Man, <laughs> I need to go. Like, what I need to do is I need to go check it out. Not that I can say right away if it's worth it or not, but gotcha. I want to go I take a course and see if it, it really is. They have the introductory rate at 144 and uh, 179, but that's going to go up to 179 and 229. I, know. I just we're, I have a we're hard doubling time. our dues if you pay for that. Right, and that's where I have the hard time, man. Like, is it you know I'm paying 100 dollars to SpeechPathology.com. They report it to ASHA. Yep. Like that's part of why easy. I do it because I know I can hop on and finish them there. So, all right, cool. Well, you're getting smarter than the rest of us while I'm. Uh, I did a Zoom uh, banquet for the end of my coaching season uh, nice. Monday night. Bowling? So that's why we had to push this. To, yeah, for bowling. It was unique. We had a kid go to state for the first time in almost 10 years, which was Aww. really cool. I got to go to state. And then everything broke down a week later. Yeah. And one of the coaches that was on the pair with us, I was watching his Facebook account. And like two days after we got done with state, he's like, I've got 105 fever. You know, I had to run out the Kroger's today. And I'm like, no, stay home. And then, like, the state shut down five days later. Wow. Um, but, no, we were okay. But, no, this kid's going to bowl in the national tournament here in Dayton. So, that's kind of cool. Um, Let's see. What else have I been doing? I don't know, man. Just trying, trying to stay afloat, which is really harder to do than I thought. I set up my kids so that they could play video games with their cousins across PlayStation Plus and then just doing therapy. That's cool. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm doing, I'm, I feel like I'm busier now during the pandemic than I've ever been in my entire life. Yeah. Like, I don't even know why I have 18 kids or I have 18 home visits a week. 18 kids. Which is, yeah, 18 kids. I'm taking care of 18 <laughs> children now. Um, no, like, um, we found a small puppy in the yard. We just took care of all of their children. Um, but no, like I have 18 visits a week for adults. I'm doing the push-in therapy twice a week now with my classes. I'm doing three days a week of private, whatever you want to call it, like drop-in sessions for my students okay. where I'm available. And we go, Tuesdays are social skills, Thursdays are reading groups, and Fridays are like AAC and articulation, where I'm there for the students to drop in for an hour. And we either go over therapy or we talk, you know, like whatever. 
And then I've got meetings all day. I just, I'm stretched, man. Mm -hmm. I think it's just that it's the lack of structure. Like before this, you had structure. Ah, You know, you got up in the morning, you went to work, you came home, you were super busy, but it was all within structure. And now it's unstructured busy, which just feels like chaos. You know who's winning during this pandemic, though? Uh, in my in my house, your kids, my wife. No, <laughs> so no, not in the fun way, <laughs> Mike. This is a PG show. Let's keep it above board. No, she gets the hot seat it, it, in the hot. Yeah, no, we're gonna put me on the hot seat. She's probably gonna walk around the corner and give me the stink eye. But like, like legit, like the kids she'll either put the kids to bed or i'll put the kids to bed and you see my one behind me but then like i'll go to bed because i got to get up and do my stuff around seven or eight and so she'll stay up late and watch the shows that she wants to watch because you know she's a little her internal clock is a little off too because everything is no one's going anywhere Mm -hmm. but then i'll get up at seven i'll make breakfast for the kids she'll sleep in till like eight get her shower come down at nine and start teaching the kids and i'm like oh you're winning. You're getting to do this. I am up at seven arguing with a three-year-old about the cheesy level of his eggs. This <laughs> you know, and I told you I would be getting the stink eye and she just walked in and gave me the stink I eye. Was, so, I was going to give it to you for her if she wasn't there. Michelle's giving it to me. Yeah, I'm getting it from both sides right now. But no, like, I feel like I am so busy, but well, whatever. So, all right, we want to hear from you. Head over to our website, speechsciencepodcast.com. And you give us a phone call, 614-681-1798. You can also find us on the Twitters, the Instagrams, the Snapchats, the TikToks. What else are we not on? Are, are we on? not on? Are we on? Not on. I thought we should join a TikTok, but then I was like, I don't, I'm not creative enough to, for TikTok. Yeah, no. yeah that's going to be on you if we join that. <laughs> not happening. It's hashtag uh, SSPod. But you can also email us, speechsciencepodcast at gmail.com, like Cammie Quaif did. Um, and then she put it in phonetics, so I hope I said it right. Um, I had to look up my phonetics, Cami, so I apologize. But she's got a question for us. She says she's a first-year grad student trying to make the most of the new remote learning experience. Uh, and she has a question for the three of us. What do you wish you had learned more about when you were a grad student? Thank you for being a good jogging companion in quarantine. Best wishes, Cami. And awesome that you're listening to us while you jog i started listening to podcasts while i'm jogging or walking and it's a lot more entertaining than music i found but the question is what do you wish you had learned more about when you were a grad student that's an excellent question uh and the list the list is very very long is it really do you have a lot of course yeah okay well let's go with the top two mike this is only an hour show the number one thing the number one (laughs) thing that they have to teach you is more of the business side of things in terms of like w2 versus 1099 mm-hmm. head headhunters like we talked about last time uh like all the people that you know all the people going out there tr- that get paid to hire you uh yes. working for specific places different things to look for for your cfy um also like more in like for school slps for for cfys that go into schools to learn more about like due process and advocates and all the things that you encounter in an IEP meeting. I don't think that's really discussed in grad school. Um, I love that business idea though, Mike. I, that is such a great idea that, you know, I feel like maybe programs should build that into the undergrad program, like a mandatory, is there like an intro to business? I'm guessing there would have to be an intro to business class, right? Oh yeah, there is. I, I, but I'm, yeah. I'm with you. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Oh, that's so brilliant. For, Thank you. Thank you. For the real world, other than SLP skills. Yes. <laughs> it should be required to listen to the podcast. <laughs> we teach you so yeah. much. It should be a. Pr- we'll teach a, you a about the business. Um, I would say I, I felt like IEPs and school were covered pretty well when I took a school-based mm-hmm. course. But um, if I'm thinking beyond the business side, because I agree with Mike there, uh, two diagnoses that I do wish I got more instruction on um, would be apraxia mm-hmm. speech mm-hmm. and and I would say, even though I learned speaking to more and more SLPs in my you know decade of working now, that I didn't realize that so many 
schools don't cover pediatric feeding. And we actually, Matt and I did mm -hmm. have a course in pediatric feeding, but, um, but I felt like it just touched on it. Like, so like all the courses do. So I don't know how much you right. get that, but I've met more and more people who said they didn't have anything on pediatric feeding. I'm going to go a little way outside the speech therapy realm on what I wish would be covered more in, in grad school is like theater improv training. Ooh. And, and let, yeah. So like my background is I have a minor in theater um, and my communications degree because I was originally in radio and TV, but I've realized that I've leaned so heavy on my theater minor in this job field more than anything else. Like neuroscience um, was wonderful. I understand how the, you know, cranial nerves work and how a stroke in one area or a lesion in one area affects motor development. And it totally helps sort of until you're working with a patient that has a stroke in one area and doesn't have any of the symptoms that you would expect. But I feel like the improv training or theater training would have helped so many people that I've worked with and talked to because I, I rely so heavily on the skills of body positioning when teaching social skills about open and closed body, about how to buy time as your brain is thinking of an answer without it sounding like you don't know what you're talking about. You know, like when a parent or a family member says, will my dad ever be back to normal? And you want to say no, but your brain's like, oh, my God, if I say no, like, this is terrible. So, like, I don't I can't tell you how much I've gone through my improv training and theater training of just kind of going, I really hear what you're saying. And I know the concern you have. Let's talk about what normal means. And it's all just a moment for my brain to buy some time to process what they're saying. So, mm -hmm. you know. I would almost tell like undergrad students, take those theater classes because, oh, you're going to need it when you're playing puppets with the five-year-old. <laughs> you're going to need it when you're role-playing with the 75-year-old person who says, hey, I'm going to go get my driver's license back. And you're like, all right, let's pretend I'm the driver test. Like, I, so, I like your take on that. That's where Matt, I would go. But actually, you made me think of something else that uh -oh. I do think would be awesome if it was included. I ended up taking, I'm, I'm not sure what electives you took, Matt, or what you took, Mike, but we had a couple, one or two that we could take in kind of neighboring professions. And I took an aging um, course in the social Ooh. work kind of realm. And it was, it was really interesting to learn from people in another profession, what their take was, and, and almost a little bit more of the counseling side of oh, that's cool. dealing with eight, death and dying, aging. And if you're working with older populations, you're going to do that. But maybe some kind of, I wish there was some kind of course for SLP grad students specifically on, on our version of counseling patients through a diagnosis, mm -hmm. whether that's mm -hmm. the parent of a kid or um, counseling them through the changes to their diet or their cognition later in life, like just oh, yeah. how it would apply to our profession specifically. Ooh, that's a good idea too. Yeah, it's not bad. Cammy, you're awesome. Thank you for writing in. You wrote Thanks, in the speech science speech science podcast at gmail.com. And I think now uh Michael, Michelle, and I will go and start our own for profit uh SLP grad school program. <laughs> that's real easy to do, don't worry. It's super easy. <laughs> we'll just go get some ASHA accreditation. It's fine. Bald Wallace just did it here in Ohio. Guys, by the way, I know no one cares outside of Ohio. The governor wore a tie from my undergrad. So in honor of him, I'm wearing a sweatshirt from my undergrad, even though the weather's like 80 degrees right now. I saw so. you say that. You didn't even say the name of your undergrad, though. Come on. Muskingum. It was Muskingum. Uh, fun fact about the Speech Science Podcast. I was on homecoming court at Muskingum my junior year. Aww. I was in the top three for homecoming king. You're well loved, man. In Matt. college? In college. They have that in college? We didn't have They did at my college. <laughs> I, I got to ride in the homecoming parade on the back of a truck and throw candy out. I'm guessing no one else did no. this at their colleges. I threw candy out at the bystanders, and like then they school, drove man. us. They drove us into the stadium. This is what happens when you go to a little school in, <laughs> in rural Ohio. Gotta, gotta do something in Ohio. 
Hey, there was also, I'm guessing now you guys didn't have a homecoming like event. We didn't have a homecoming. In high school. Mm -mm. Okay. See, I didn't have it in high school, so I guess college makes sense then somehow. What did you do in high school then? Uh, I went to an all-male school, so we oh. had proms. We didn't have homecoming. You proms. didn't have a homecoming dance, but did you have a homecoming football game, a homecoming anything? Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Huh. So it was just guys, dan it was like just guys dancing with guys? No, we had girl schools that we would invite our girlfriends from. No, so like okay, we had like okay. You're making so every it sound Friday... weird, Matt. It's not okay, so weird. in Cincinnati we have like all male prom, and all you, female. Was, you said an all male prom. That's what you said. You no, said no, no, all okay. male school. We had prom. Yeah, you had prom. <laughs> okay, so we had like fall dances, winter dances, spring dances, and like the juniors and seniors. So you had, had a fall dance. You just didn't call it homecoming. Is that the same thing? Yeah. Oh, I just thought like homecoming was different than the fall dance. Not usually. Usually that is the oh. fall dance. Okay, well, then we did that. <laughs> but it wasn't like hooked up with a football game because we had mixers after all the home football games. We're getting into a lot of detail about your oh, high school. Wow, and college mixers, mixers were where all the boys would go stand in the gym and then all the girls would come in and stand on the other side of the gym and then we would just awkwardly talk to each other while all the people that, like, while our parents waited in the parking lot at 10 o'clock to come pick us this up. This is the Matt Tells Us Awkward Stories of Growing Up yeah, podcast episode. Oh, we want to hear your awkward stories, speech science podcast at gmail.com. Our first story, I thought we would do something a little bit more fun, and then we'll go to break and come back with the more serious Betsy Davos story. But, hey, it's a time of pandemic. We are all working. We're all stressed or something beyond all of our limits and a lot of stores are giving i don't want to call them freebies but are taking care of frontline workers and that includes uh health uh health workers or hospital workers not necessarily just nurses and doctors mm -hmm. so shout out slps in the hospitals Oh, yeah, we didn't do our SS Pod shout out real quick. Let's do that real quick. Any SS Pod shout outs or due processes this week? I thought you had a shout out, Matt. Did I? Yeah. I have one. I have one who's going to be a, a future interview. Okay, go for it. This is Dr. Karen Speech and Language. She's located out of Bloomington, Illinois. Uh, so if you just go to Facebook and type in Dr. Karen Speech and Language, that's the name of her Facebook group. Uh, she puts up awesome videos where um, she's basically talking about different uh, parts of our field, answering really intricate questions about both speech and language. She has like over 10,000 followers, so she has a really big following. Uh, and it's really because she posts such quality content. Uh, she does a really, really good job putting things together. Uh, she just put up something really good about building narrative skills and the connection to language. So if you're trying to figure things out in terms of goal writing, in terms of uh, treatment planning, uh, she's definitely a great follow. Uh, she's always putting up new videos, always posting That's free awesome. materials. So definitely check her out, Dr. Karen Speech and Language. Is that drkarenspeech.com? Um, let's find Maybe. out. Yes, it is, yeah. drkarenspeech.com. Awesome. You are correct. And Michelle, you're right. I did have an SS Pod shout out, and I forgot about it. Do you have it or do you it, need me to read it? I do. I pulled it up. Okay. It is uh, Kyle Rogers. He is a he was selected for the officer candidate for the Health Services Collegiate Program Medical Service Corps. Uh, and he took the oath of enlistment to the United States Navy. And uh, once he completes his fourth year externship in Virginia, he'll go on over to the officer developmental school or development school in Rhode Island. Uh, and then he will become an audiologist in the United States Navy. Nice. Pretty cool. They don't. They don't actually oh. commission um, speech pathologists, unfortunately. They don't. Mm -mm. And he's actually one of ours. Uh, he's a bobcat, Michelle from Ohio no, University. OUCSDs. So I legit looked at the. Did I tell the story on air before? I think where you I looked might have. at the. Yeah, and then they were like, "Nope, but you can go become an audiologist." I was like, "No, I'm good." Well, I mean, coming up at some point here, we're gonna have an interview I did with. Uh, mm -hmm. um, public health service and there are slps in uniform they're just not navy army air force marines they are their own uniformed public health service so um pretty cool stay tuned for that because that interview is coming yep we got to get that finished edited and then sent off for approval <laughs> yeah that's true that's okay though yeah that's true. we'll get there all right so back to the original idea uh healthcare workers uh that's us 
uh, frontline workers, that would be paramedics, police officers, doctors, nurses. Uh, you can get free food. You can get free uh, a bunch of stuff. And I thought we kind of mention some of those here. Starbucks has given any customer who identifies as a first responder can get a free hot or cold tall brewed coffee. Now through May 3rd. Um, let's see. McDonald's has their free thank you meal. I did that for lunch today. Nice. Nice work. Yeah. So I am not one to get an emotional thing over food, but like, okay, legit, they give it to you in a Happy Meal box. So you get to act like a child opening a Happy Meal box. Hmm. And on the inside, it's just a note that says, you know, we can't thank you personally, so please enjoy this free meal on us to say thank you. And it's just that moment where you're just like, huh, I'm super stressed, and this is hitting that emotional tie right now. That's what great. Did, what did you order? Tell us your order. So they only have two options. It's either a fish sandwich or a double cheeseburger sandwich. And what'd you get? With a... Double cheeseburger nice. with a small fry and a beverage. Nice. <laughs> Classic McDonald's meal. Uh, what is it? Crocs is offering the free shoes. Did you guys see that? I uh, think so. I think we talked about that. Well, and mm -hmm. I saw Allbirds. The I think those are the washable ones, if I remember right. They, oh, really? Um, Allbirds gave away, I, I, I think it was like 5,000 pairs or something of shoes to, oh my gosh. to nurses and medical staff. Um, that normally cost, you know, a hundred bucks or more. And they're currently still donating a pair if you buy a pair for yourself. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. uh, AAA is doing free roadside assistance for medical personnel and first responders. Um, so just hey, call them. AAA is great. I have had them for yeah. years. I will, I will shout out AAA for saving me and giving me jumps before on the side of the road. <laughs> Well, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's awesome that they're doing it for free. Yes, for, that's wonderful. For for us. Uh, care.com has free uh, for one month of premium access to care.com services to get help with caring for children, parents, and pets. That's great. I like it. There's, I mean, this is a, a very comprehensive list, and it's worth checking out, especially for all of the SLPs who really are out on the front lines and, um, you know, just like Matt said, uh, a meal at McDonald's can not just nourish you, but lift your spirits too. So, and how about all those companies that are uh, giving back the the money from the government, from the the PPP, the the Payment Protection Program, or whatever it was? Uh, I know the Los Angeles Lakers gave back their money. Uh, Shake Shack, I know, gave back their like I, I think like thirty million dollar loan. Uh, so the big companies that are saying, Hey, we don't need this. This is, this was meant, this mm -hmm. was meant to go to the, to the small people, the small businesses. Uh, I certainly applaud them. Mm -hmm. Uh, GE appliances partnered with the United way to donate appliances to healthcare workers and first responders, uh, based on needs. Dr. Scholl's donating a hundred thousand pairs of shoes, uh, to healthcare workers. So it's a hospital that has to call in for that one. Um, Mask match will try to connect you with someone who has masks to donate. There's a lot of cool stuff kind of coming out of this, you know. And I, I think it's great. These are for for many of these companies. Companies, it might be a small thing to you know extend a discount to this population, but mm -hmm. shout out to them. Tide is doing the free laundry around here for us. That's great. Yeah, you can drop your stuff off within, and it doesn't have to be your scrubs. It could just be your house laundry. Mm -hmm. Drop it off, and within three to four days, they'll have it all done for you, and you can come pick it up. I like it. Oh, and um, I did see, I think it was Under Armour and North Face have 40 to 50% mm -hmm. off, and it includes speech pathologists too right now. Oh, that's nice. Mm -hmm. uh, Circle K is offering free coffee and Polar Pop drinks. Nice. Krispy Kreme. Oh, this is a good one. Krispy Kreme is giving, uh, with a valid ID, a dozen free donuts every Monday through May 12th. I've never had Krispy Kreme. Oh, there's so You're good. missing out on a never fresh Krispy Kreme donut. I don't even, I will say, I am not even a huge donut person, but if you give me a hot, fresh Krispy mm -hmm. Kreme donut, I will gladly enjoy it. I'm not a big donut person either. I'm really yeah. not. So, and I'm not, I'm not a big donut person. I don't seek them out. I don't crave them, but yeah, me neither. I would take a Krispy Kreme. Oh, here you go. Here's a fun one. Uh, Snickers can send an essential worker 
a free Snickers bar by filling out the form on the line. And we'll put the link in our, like the whole show link, but they'll send the recipient a e-gift card to redeem at Walmart. Sounds like a lot of work for a free Snickers, man. Well, but I mean, like, let's say you've got a coworker who you know is stressed or your favorite podcast host. And you want to send them I a free Matt Snickers? I think Matt wants a Snickers. Yeah. <laughs> but no, that, I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, I like it. Oh, White Castles is offering a free castle combo or breakfast combo to healthcare workers. I like how you call it White Castles. <laughs> Isn't that what it's called? Oh, White, White Castle. Whatever. <laughs> that's an Ohio company. That's a Columbus yeah. oh, company. Oh, is it really? Mm-hmm. Um, and then we got some stuff in the fitness, mental health, and connection to home area. Uh, let's see. Down Dog is doing free physical and mental health strongness for yoga. Um, yeah, there's some pretty cool stuff. So we have the full link in our show notes. Have you, I'm guessing you guys haven't taken advantage of any of this stuff yet? I haven't yet, but I got to check no. this list. I think it's meant, I felt, meant for braver people than me. Well, you know what? I had to go get lunch, and as I was driving to my nursing home, and they were like, I was going to get a double cheeseburger anyway, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to just see what this is all about. And it was actually like I said, kind of emotionally nice of Well, and you're out working. You're home. driving over to go work in the nursing homes. I mean, that that's exactly what this is for, Matt. So, I did have a moment as I was in my PPE today, and do you guys remember the movie Outbreak? Never saw it, and I'm not watching it now. <sighs> There's a scene where Dustin Hoffman and I sent it to my buddy, and I said, who wore it better, me or Dustin Hoffman? And my buddy said it was Dustin Hoffman. But that's Dustin Hoffman in Outbreak. I'm showing a picture on a podcast. And now, who wore it better? That's me in a in a PPE, just like Dustin Hoffman. Just, just full on out the hood. PPE. Ugh. It's a little scary, guys. Emotionally, it's a little, little scary. Not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So, all right, when we come back from the break, we are going to talk about changes to education and also the ASHA elections. You're listening to Speech Science. Hi, I'm Mei-Ling Chan. And I'm Martin Sibley. And we are the hosts of the Exceptional Leaders Podcast, where we spotlight high-profile topics and amazing people who are changing the worldview on disability. Even though we are oceans apart, we are bringing people from all over the world together to discuss inclusion, advocacy, accessibility, and real-life journeys. So listen to the Exceptional Leaders Podcast to hear the voices and stories from amazing changemakers and be inspired to make a real difference in the world. This is the story of a very special woman. Just a few knew about her superpowers. In a matter of seconds, she turned herself into a great mathematician. She masqueraded as a regular person at work, but as a superhero at home. Everyone knows her as Gabriella. I still call her Mom. Your hero needs you now, and AARP is here to help. Find the care guides you need to help, complete with tips and resources at aarp.org caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Informed SLP. I'm Cassandra Kerr, a writer for the adult section. I've misplaced my bolus. Pharyngeal versus esophageal stasis. This is a review of the article, Pharyngeal versus Esophageal Stasis, Accuracy of Symptom Localization, published in the American Journal of Speech-Language Pathology. We've all been there, felt the sensation of something going down the wrong way. In fact, it's pretty easy to tell when it happens. But what about when food sticks in a person's throat? We often get referrals for instrumental swallow studies based on patient complaints of food or pills sticking in their throats. When this symptom happens, the patient describes and points to where they feel the bolus is getting stuck. Simple enough, right? As it turns out, it may not be quite so simple to describe what's going on. Only 34% of patients were able to accurately localize their bolus stasis. Most of the time, people complained of food being stuck around the pharynx, when there was actually esophageal issues present in most cases. In other words, when food or pills were hanging around the esophagus, patients were experiencing a referred sensation in the pharyngeal region. So what does it all mean? 
While perhaps a formal questionnaire to determine risk for esophageal stasis could be in order, the more research would be needed to develop such a tool. When referring for a modified barium swallow study, which typically only looks at the pharyngeal phase of the swallow, we may need to consider an esophageal sweep, if your radiologists will allow it. Though in the case of an esophageal sweep, there may be some reliability issues. Finally, if there's no indication of anything sticking at the pharyngeal phase during the instrumental, we may want to consider a referral to GI for full examination of the esophagus. To learn more about this paper and other new research, check out our reviews on theinformedslp.com. There's links to both the original article and the review in the show notes. The Informed SLP makes it easy for you to stay up to date on all of the clinically relevant research across the lifespan that comes out every month. Know what works to do what works. Speech Science episode number 112. I'm Matt Hot, joined by Michelle Winter. Hi, Matt. Hi, Michelle. And Michael McLeod. What's up? How you doing? I'm good. <laughs> and of course, you, the listener, always letting us into your car, letting us into your earbuds, letting us into your iHome, and we do appreciate it. But we love hearing from you. Head over to our website, speechsciencepodcast.com, and email us speechsciencepodcast at gmail.com. Give us a phone call or text, 614-681-1798, or hashtag it up, sspod, or discord.speechsciencepodcast.com. All right, so this next article, Mike, you submitted it to us. It is the out of, uh, out of, it's from NPR. But what's been happening in the news lately is Betsy Davos says she's not going to waive the special education uh, requirements during the lockdown. Yeah, and I've seen a lot of very mixed reaction uh, from SLPs on Facebook about this. Some of them are saying this is the right thing to do. And some of them are saying this is going to pretty much set schools up for failure because it's basically impossible for uh, special educators, speech pathologists to uphold IEPs and IDEA under these circumstances. So they're basically predicting that uh, so many public schools will be sued after all this is said and done. Uh, and a lot of states have already talked about cutting school budgets uh, due to what's happening right now. So a lot of people are really expecting uh, some, some doomsday scenarios for these schools uh, that are going to be sued and and held accountable under this under this uh, decision by by Betsy. Uh, so we'll we'll certainly see what happens here. I mean, I I'm with the the middle ground of this, just like we talked about probably three four episodes ago now. But um, because I I don't think we should throw IDEA out the window, but I do feel like something has to give because just minutes mm -hmm. wise. Uh -huh. How are how are those IEP minutes being met? So I read a thing where they talked about where uh, maybe this was just the Ohio ruling because Ohio sent out some rulings today, and I was reading that along with the Betsy Davos thing, and or Secretary of Education Betsy Davos, and what they were saying was that about missed minutes, that the IEP team has to come together and decide if compensatory minutes are required for the student. And for some of our students, that compensatory time is not going to be needed. I think that's why they've got us, you know, in districts having us uh, chart when we're missing with kids or if we're emailing a kid and they don't email back. Because then I think the school can say, hey, we reached out to you every week and you never once checked in with us mm -hmm. or told us that you couldn't do it. I mean, I've had legit parents tell me, hey, this just doesn't work. And you know what? I chart that and the school says, great, when we're allowed to know what we're allowed to do, mm -hmm. let's talk about how we can help your kid. Because that's how we know as therapists that something doesn't work. But what I found interesting about this is I read, you know, I read some opinion article about this and they said that the fear is, is that this may give uh, Betsy Davos uh, more power to put through a charter, a charter school um, requirement or legislation to help charter schools explain yeah. that to me i'm not so sure. if we fail as edu as an ed as public education if we fail because we weren't able to do x y or z 
it may give more power to um, legislation to enact more charter schools in, in neighborhoods. Oh, interesting. I didn't even think mm-hmm. of that. And that's always been her goal overall. Because she's been a charter school yes, person. She's been trying to get rid of public education in Michigan, for, quite, I believe, for right? quite some time. She does not want taxpayer money going towards public schools. Mm-hmm. Well, and isn't Mike where you live in Philly? Philly is is known for decades now at this point of being having a lot of charter schools. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, the the Philadelphia school district is got to be one of one of the worst in the area. They have so many troubles. I think they're starting to be on the upswing now, uh, but public education is a, a stable in this country, and it's uh, it's incredibly important. And they're just trying to you know. There's this this administration in particular wants to spend money on, you know, the armed forces and a space army and things like that. So taking taking money out of public education is, you know, that's that's been their goal from day one. What I find interesting, because I, I try to see what each side are saying, and maybe I got hoodwinked in, in believing this, but there is a comment that I saw coming not from Betsy Davos, but somebody in her office that said we can't just throw out pieces of IDEA every time that there is a school every time that something bad happens we can't throw out pieces of IDEA and it's like I get that we can't because then you're going to have what we had 30 years ago where students were not getting services because schools could find a loophole around it but this is scary because it's not just our students I mean it's our jobs too I mean if you cut funding for students you're also cutting our jobs yeah and that sounds very selfish but i mean yeah i like a roof over my head and i like helping people but i don't think any slp is saying to completely throw out idea we we, oh no 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 yeah we we want to do the sessions we want all of this but uh track progress and to hold certain kids accountable that you know teletherapy is not for everybody it 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 can be you can be creative you can turn it into more of a parent coaching time and you can be that you know that help to the family but there has to be some modifications for what's happening now because when these ieps were originally written up written up when idea was originally written up it was not for empty school buildings and teletherapy well, and I, I will say, I do appreciate that they're not just saying, yeah, it's, you know, we're, don't don't worry about any of it right now because because those kids do need something. We need attempts to, to, make, to make those connections. Um, Ohio sent out a thing today where they're letting us bill for Medicaid sessions online. That's new that's yeah they relax some of that rule i'm like i was pulling it up here real quick and it says uh do teletherapy blah 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 uh do iep related services delivered via telehealth count as iep minutes delivered and they say uh yes they do um what if we cannot provide all minutes iep teams have to determine if compensatory services are required Will Medicaid reimburse for health services provided via telehealth to Medicaid-enrolled students? Yes, the Ohio Department of Medicaid uh, promulgated an emergency rule to expand and enhance telehealth options, relaxing regulations for students with disabilities and general ed students receiving Medicaid reimbursable services. Okay. So I thought I was going to get out of Medicaid billing this month, but I guess I'm not. (laughs) So much for that one. Mm-hmm. So much for that. But, I mean, then it talks about HIPAA and all the, the relaxed requirements for all that as well. So, this is tough, guys. This is not easy situation to be in. No, yep. it is not. And, in, and in the lifetime of people alive right now, this has not happened. I mean, it's just, it's rough. But at the same time, man, I feel for the parents. Like, imagine you're a parent of a kid that, that is needs a lot of extra help and you were excited because they were working on using a a walker or a stander or you know a communication device or reading comp reading help or math help and then all of a sudden this falls apart and your kid who maybe is a little bit on the adhd spectrum 
who needs that interaction, who needs those sensory breaks, is now stuck at home with you. You have a shorter temper with your own kid than you do with other people's kids. At least I do. Mm-hmm. Well, and I mean, Matt, what you're talking about is yeah. what's happening with that's what I mean with like, all of our families and my neighbors yeah. and yeah. the the people down the street from you and and your coworkers it's just, it's and it's. And those people, many of them have parents who are also trying to work from mm-hmm. home or maybe teach yes. themselves while, because they're a teacher or, and they're an educator or they're a business person who's trying to have conference meetings every five minutes. Yeah, that's the, that's the heartbreaking. That's what, that's why I mean is like, I don't want to say a parent should ever sue their district, but I could see why someone would. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's terrible to say, but. <sighs> bad though a lot of these districts are really really losing a lot of money to these to these mm-hmm. these lawyers true all right well we want to hear from you what are you guys doing uh head over to our website speech science podcast dot com you can email us speech science podcast at gmail.com or hit us up on the hashtags ss pod or phone call 614 uh Oh, I forgot the number. I had a mind break there for a minute. 614-681-1798. Our last part, we're going to talk briefly about the ASHA elections for vice president of finance. Did you guys have that article? Um, Let's see. The board of directors um, candidates. I've got that one. Yep. And we're just going to do the vice president of finance. We got Bernadette Mayfield Clark, triple C SLP and Sherry Wright, uh, triple C uh slp as well all right okay um did either one of you want to read one sure all right i've got bernadette mayfield clark phd ccc slp and it looks like she has worked in a variety of settings so schools contract services clinical settings healthcare, university professor program director associate dean she received her phd in human communication sciences and disorders um and has a bachelor's of course in csd she is a private practitioner currently and consultant um, for government employees and english language learners Uh, she has a large they say in-depth knowledge of programmatic and university operations Um, it looks like her given judicious bearing as it says she will uphold transparent alignment of the budgetary provisions to the strategic pathway to ensure successful outcome and task completion. So utilization of an active ongoing collaboration with the board of directors and ASHA members. Sorry, were you adding something? No, I was going to say she's both an East coast and a West coaster. She was in California before going out to North Carolina. So there you go. (laughs) And then also has had volunteer service previously with ASHA, including financial planning board, um, the chair for it, a step mentor, and a member of the supervision administration SIG. She was also board of directors for the National Black Association for Speech, Language, and Hearing and the convention chair. So nice. I am, before we get to uh, Sherry uh, Wright, I have to say that I would be terrible in the finance position. And I am so happy that there are people like these two women who understand finances because if they ever were like matt would you like to run for vp of finance i'd be like nope i find dollars in my car and i'm happy and then go to mcdonald's for my free meals so (laughs) i like from a finance side that she has worked in a variety of settings Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. i think that that appeals and and also addresses multiple slps not just one specific setting okay so sherry right you ready for her? Go for oh, it. Oh, yeah, ready. I thought you were going to read. I was waiting for the dramatic don't, pause. Don't okay, Cherry Wright, or Sherry Wright. It's spelled Cherry, but who knows? Okay, Sherry Wright. She earned her master's degree in speech pathology and audiology at Texas Tech University. She had a 33-year career in various work settings, including university, private practice, healthcare, and primarily in the Texas public education system. She was an SLP in the schools, a supervisor of SLP services, principal of a school for students with severe handicaps, elementary principal, director of special ed, and assistant superintendent of curriculum and instruction. 
Ms. Wright is an experienced leader who has expertise in responsible management and fiscal resources and accountability for results. Following retirement, she worked as an educational consultant and served as an elected member of a school district of trustees for 10 years. And if she is elected to the ASHA board of directors, uh, her main priority will be to work collaboratively with the board to preserve autonomy and our professions, promote and advance the professions through advocacy, provide resources for members and support consumers. Uh, she was also, uh, I'm sorry, she currently is the chair of the Financial Planning Board and a member of SIG 16, former president of the Texas Speech Language Hearing Association and chair for the TSHA, which I'm, is the Texas Speech and Language Hearing Association's Financial Advisory Committee. Uh, she's also a TSHA Hall of Fame Award winner uh, and a Jack L. Bangs Award and Award of Honor. Um, so, I also liked seeing at the bottom of her bio there that she established mm -hmm. an endowed scholarship uh, for SLP students at Texas Tech and an educational loan support trust specifically for SLPs working in public schools to assist in repayment of loans from grad school. Like I said, both of these women sound like they are so much better handling the financial side than the three of us would be. Absolutely. <laughs> so if you guys haven't noticed, the next couple of weeks during this ASHA spotlight where we try to look at something positive that ASHA is doing, we will be uh, looking at each of the individual races. So last week on the last episode, episode 111, uh, we broke down the presidential candidates. This week was the vice presidents of finance. And then next week, uh, we'll look at the VP for government relations and then eventually speech language private or pathology practice and standards and ethics in audiology. So this brings us to the end of the show, which is normally where we have the hot take, which is where one of us stands on our metaphorical soapbox and complains about something. But because complaining feels too much like reality at this point, we want to do something much more fun. <laughs> and <laughs> right. <laughs> and Michelle and her family, right? Uh, do my game? friends, yeah. Your friends? Uh, friends are like family, they Michelle. Are. You, I agree don't with undersell that. your friends. I'm obviously not part of this friends is family. Ohana means family. I'm actually, I'm pretty sure right. we did hot seat with you in grad school did in we? my apartment. Did we? Did we? Yep. Did we? All right. Anywho's, so we are calling it the hot seat, which is where one of us, or if we ever have a guest, do this as well. Oh, that's so fun. We have to do right, that with guests. Right? Uh, sits on the seat for 60 seconds, and we pepper them with questions. And Mike was the first one, then Michelle, then myself, which means we are coming back to Mike. Oh, God. Mike, you are going to be on the metaphorical hot seat question. Let's do it. And... I am ready, Michelle, whenever you are ready. One moment. We get 60 seconds. Yeah, only 60 seconds. That's all it is. <laughs> Same questions as last time. Yeah. What would you name your boat? <laughs> all right. Matt, do you have the timer? I do have the timer. Okay. And do you want me to do the first question? Yeah, you have the first question. The timer will begin as soon as you are done with the first question. Oh, at the end of the first question. Look at you. Okay. Yeah. Game show, game show rules, Michelle. Game show rules. I like it. All right. Are you ready, Mike? I am. Okay. All right. What was your first car? Uh, oh, Gallant. Mitsubishi Gallant. What terrible movie do you love? Oh, my God. Uh, pass. <laughs> When's your birthday? February 9th. We knew that one. See, there you go. <laughs> what reality, what reality TV show would you want to be on? None of them. What was your favorite subject in school? Uh, history. If you were to commit a crime, what would you want to do? Uh, rob a bank. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Burgers or chicken? Chicken. Do you have any pets? No. Uh, if you could have an exotic pet, which one would you want? Turtle. Really? Yeah, oh, yeah. Sorry. Keep going. What's the first show you ever binge watched? Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> Stranger Things. Who is the oldest friend you still keep in contact with? Um, my friend Chris. 
Are you a morning person or a night person? Morning. That is the time. Okay. Not See, bad. not so bad. Look not at that. Bad. Not bad. I like these questions. I like these questions. All right, now that you passed on it, I do want to know what's the worst movie that you like? That's a really, that's like, a what, really good question. Like, what's a terrible movie you really like? It's terrible. It's so, it's is so hard to say what, what's a terrible movie. Have you ever seen uh, uh, the movie Hot Rod uh -uh. with Andy Sandberg? Oh, yeah. No, but I know what you're that's talking a, about. Yeah. A lot of people hate that movie, but it's freaking, it's freaking okay. hilarious. Okay, I'll give you that. I'll try that. Also, uh, Cable Guy with Jim Carrey. A lot of people, a lot oh, of, that's a good a lot one. people hate that movie. Um, yeah. You know. That's fair. I don't know. If I don't, I, I'm a Mystery Science Theater 3000 person, so I see a lot of terrible movies. But they're better because people are making fun of them. That is okay. true. Those are those are funny. So, all right, guys. Well, we are wrapping up this week. The music is playing underneath of us. That means it is almost time to go home. Which means we're going to end it the same way that we always do, on some version of a positive note. What are we looking forward to this week? And I will start because mine is the easiest. I am looking forward to getting gravel to put behind my wall that I built. So that way there's drainage so my wife doesn't get mad at me. Okay. Hey, nice. Okay. Mike or Michelle, what is something you're looking forward to this week? Michelle, you can go first. Um, <laughs> I am looking forward to getting out for a little bit more hiking with Ooh. some sunshine this week. Ooh, that'll be yes. fun. You're going to take baby speech science, who is now a toddler? Always, yeah. We either awesome. carry him in a pack or... I mean, he's starting to kind of do part of a trail on his own, but he, he can't do much by himself. He's not even two yet. So so I apologize. Um, what branch is your husband in? Oh, the military. He's in the army. Yeah. So does he still have to take like a rucksack or a back with him when he goes on hikes or marches? D does he have to? I don't know. Oh. Like, is he at that level where he has to like train with a pack or no? Um, I mean, they, they do ruck hikes and walks okay. to, uh, for training, okay. but that's... when we're just hiking on our own, I mean, our, to no, our I, toddlers okay, so are like rucksack. My... <laughs> no, that's what I was about to ask is like, if he's still doing some of the rucksack training and I don't know if they do that or, you know, at yeah, this they point, do. but like, so what's harder to carry? The rucksack or the topper? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I will say we, we got one of the nice hiking packs oh, that okay. the, the older baby or the toddler can go into and it is way more comfortable than i ever expected and really? even when the kids shifts their weight and stuff it's it's actually you know it's like wearing a hiking backpack oh okay well that's nice cool i i didn't know because like we don't have the hiking pack so if i have to carry the kids they're on my literal shoulders mm -hmm. And I would rather carry a 50-pound hiking yeah, backpack. That's fair. Have you heard of the neat thing? Your kids might love it, Matt, called the piggybacker. And it's instead no. of a full hiking pack for kids like you, your kid's age who want to be down and walking around a lot more, um, it's a crossbar. It just goes on your back. They're in a harness, like a oh. harness, and you have a shoulder strap harness. And so they hook in. It's like a four-point hook in at their waist and on their shoulders to you, and they just stand on that bar on your back. I'm looking at this. Yeah. This is awesome. And then uh, when they want to get down, you just unclip them, and they step down. Whoa. Okay, that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. I'm going to look that up. There now. you go. Like how much that I want. I found it on dudeiwantthat.com. There you go. <laughs> Sums nice. it up. Oh, it's cheap. Mm -hmm. It's like $100. Yeah, it's much cheaper than a full hiking pack. I like that. All right, Mike, what are you looking forward to this week? I would say the same thing. Just the weather getting nice and being able to go for walks and runs outside. But uh... I thought you were going to say a strap to try children on your back. No. Not that. <laughs> Not that. This is pretty cool. All right. I feel like we are all trying to get outside this week, and maybe that is a we need to get away from our computers. So make sure you head over to our website, speechsciencepodcast.com, and drop us a line like Cammie did this morning or this earlier in the show, uh, speechsciencepodcast at gmail.com or phone call 614-681-1798. We're also all over the Discord, um, discord.speechsciencepodcast.com. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, hashtag SS Pod or SS Pod Due Process, SS Pod. Shout out. We want to hear from you. 
Our opening music was Please Listen Carefully by Jazar. It's licensed under an attribution and share alike license. The bump music, County Fair Rock. Copyright a John Deku. Find all of his music at soundcloud.com slash dirt dog music. Also, the informed SLP, their music was At The Count by Broke For Free. It's licensed under a Creative Commons and Attribution license. Whew. And our closing music is The Slow Burn by Kevin McLeod. It's licensed under Creative Commons Attribution license. And the immortal words of Janice Wright, always be a willow, don't be the oak. The oak cracks under pressure. For fellow willows, Michelle Wintering, Michael McLeod, I'm Matt Hot. Until next week, so long, everybody. See ya. Bye. This has been an Exceptional Podcast Network production. Speech Science is edited and produced by MWH Production. Please follow Speech Science on Twitter at SpeechSciencePC and like our page on Facebook. For more original podcasts, please visit ExceptionalEd.com and rate and subscribe to our podcast anywhere you get your podcasts.